Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? I'm I'm okay. Still recovering from my sneeze attack. Yeah. I the s- sneeze came in here out of nowhere. <laughs> and I was like, hey, whoa, this is my house, buddy. And the sneeze said, I'm here for your wife. And I said, oh. And then she sneezed 15, 15 times. 15 times. And the sneeze said, my work here is done. And left. I know. It was strange. Um, who was that masked <laughs> And I blow I blew my nose in yeah. in between probably number ten and eleven, but still sneezed. It feels like it feels like I got like an in, ab workout? In a time loop. Like oh, it was just oh, conti- yeah, okay. a continual Did backwards. you engage your core? I think I think so. Yeah. Is that how you get out of a time loop? You engage yes. your core. <laughs> that's that's the only way out. That's that's. Don't you remember that scene in Groundhog's Day when it's about uh, you know an hour and a half in, and Annie McDowell's like, "Well, have you tried engaging your core?" And he does that once. And Excuse suddenly me. Pops out. I believe it's Groundhog Day, not Groundhog's Day. How could you do this to me? Now I have to look. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my God! Why? Uh, okay, well we're doing Ask Schmanners, and we're gonna answer them. This is part two. This is part two of our of our question asking show. Um, it is. Oh my God! It's Groundhog Day. Yes, there's no S. Oh my God! My life's been a lie. <laughs> my life has been a lie. I'm sorry about that. Oh my God! Is it better that I tell you? Yes. Okay. Great. Oh, okay. Would you like a question? I would love a question. My friend recommended this show slash book slash podcast to me, and I just didn't like it. Was it my brother, my brother, me? It's not for everybody. How do I talk to them about it without ruining their enjoyment of it? This is tough, right? Like, this is, um, I've talked with Teresa about this a lot recently, where I, for whatever combination of psychosis and neurosis that I have, I have spent my life trying to develop, how do I say this to this person without hurting their feelings or Mm -hmm, them being upset mm -hmm, at me? Basically, how do I address this thing without this person liking me any less? If possible, like me more would be the (laughs) ideal scenario. Um, So this is definitely something. But what I've started saying uh, to kind of preempt this is like saying like, I can see where this is a really like like TV show wise, right? Mm-hmm. Like here's here's a big one for me. I watched the first episode of Breaking Bad, right? And it stressed me out so much watching it. And I was like, this is an like, amazingly written show. It is wonderfully produced, incredibly acted. It is not for me. Yeah. And so when talking to people and I and they're like, well, you've watched Breaking Bad, right? And I'm like, no, I've watched the first episode. And I see where it is an amazing show. But for me, it's like I'm having an allergic reaction to it. And that's kind of how I try to describe it, right? Of like, you can eat, you know, tree nuts all day long and be fine. 
but if this person eats tree nuts, they have an allergic reaction. It doesn't mean tree nuts are bad. Right. Um, sometimes what happens is a friend will recommend a show or a podcast or a book to me, and I I kind of just like nip it in the bud. And I'm like, hey, that sounds great. I probably won't watch it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I probably won't read it. I probably won't listen to it. It doesn't, doesn't sound like something I'm interested in. But thanks for the recommendation, right? Like, that's that happens to me a lot. It happened to me um, for, like, Game of Thrones, right, when everyone was watching or reading Game of Thrones. And I was like, it's not my bag, baby. So, like, probably not. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can see, though, where the alternate – uh, kind of side of this question is, right? Mine is assuming you watch something like Breaking Bad, right? Where it's just like an amazingly made show that's not for you. But imagine it's like a show you watch where you're like, this is not good, right? Like this is a dumb show, right? Right. That happens too, right? Because different yeah. people like different things. Like there's definitely some forms of like stupid comedy that I like that it's like, yeah, man, listen, this isn't this person's sense of humor. So to them... It would just seem dumb, right? Or like to them, right. they would watch, like for example, we both enjoyed the show Red Dwarf, which, you know, was public access, Britain, you know. And so the sets were like cardboard and plastic <laughs> and everything, right? And it looked like it was shot on the worst quality film ever made, right? But it's like, okay, yeah, I can see where it looks cheesy and bad or whatever, but we really, really like it because it's funny and clicked with us in this way. But somebody else watching it for whom that style of comedy or whatever didn't click would right. be like, this looks like crap and it's like cheesy and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, it does. You're right. But it's also, we love it. So. so I could see where, you know, you watch something that your friend is like, oh my God, it was the funniest show ever or I love this. And then they're like, what did you think? And what you honestly thought was, that wasn't funny or those actors are terrible or the writing is terrible or whatever. And how do you address that? Well, so I think that you can always find one sort of thing to start the conversation that's good, right? I love so, the costumes. So like the rose, lighting was so good. They talk about in acting, they talk about roses and thorns, right? So lead with the roses, right? Say something that you could get behind about it, right? And then I would suggest that you follow up with a question saying like, what is it that you really love about this show? What's your favorite part? So that they can start to talk about the things that they like about it. And then maybe you can have like a constructive conversation about the thing. Oh, yeah, that actually was really cool. Um, I'm really confused about plot point B, C, whatever. Um, but like I think the important part is when you, you talk to this friend again uh, and this conversation comes up. You don't lead with, I hated it, bro, right? right? So, like, because that can really make people feel uh, they, sad. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like. You uh, never want someone to feel uh, like they're wrong for liking it. Exactly. Right? Because it's a lot harder, I think, to defend something you like if the reason you like it is it makes me happy. Sure. Right? Because, like, that's hard that's like an opinion, right? Mm -hmm. Where if you're like, this is an Emmy-winning show that everybody's talking about, then it's hard to be like, it's bad, right? You get what I'm saying. Well, so at least if you can get your friend to talk about the reasons they like it and the reasons why 
they suggested it to you. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can kind of deconstruct it a little bit and be like, okay, well, I understand. Yeah, that that seems just like your sense of humor. It wasn't really for me. So I think that, you know, as long as you don't <laughs> put anybody down, like yuck anybody's yums, it's 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 a good idea to kind of like make a conversation about it. Now, on the other side of this, right, <laughs> I want to get to the root of the issue and tell you all about something I've learned in my 84 years on this earth. Eight, what? Sorry, uh, 39. <laughs> Forget <laughs> anything. Um, I am somebody who... I, man, when I'm into a show or a movie or whatever, right, I'm into it, right? Hyperfixation gets me there. I'm loving it. Oh, my God, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen, right? And the thing I had to learn is the difference between I want this person to watch this show because I like it and want somebody else to be watching it with me Mm -hmm. versus, hey, you should watch this show because you would like it. See, this is a fine line that you walk because there have been a couple of TV shows that you have attempted to kind of like silently get me to watch by just like putting it on in the background. It's or still the most effective method. Doing I don't know something what to tell else, you. But it doesn't always work. Yeah. It didn't work with the bear. Um, you you watched a lot of those and I was like, uh, too much. Yeah. I just can't handle it. Sure. Right. Um, but it did work with, uh, what was uh, you want me to just start naming them off? What we do in the shadows, uh, parks and recreation. Did it? No, it didn't do it. With, you didn't. Did you introduce me to parks and rec? Well, so yes, because we tried to watch the first season oh, first, yes. and you're like, I simply cannot. Yes, and then and I was like, oh, okay, 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 and I waited like a calendar year, <laughs> and then I put on like episode one of season two, just like oh, maybe that, and then pretty soon you loved it, and we watched the entire thing, and you did not watch the first season until. After the finale had aired and we watched that, and you're like, now we can go back and watch the first cursed season. Yes. Um, I think we both came into Bob's Burgers at the same time. Um, Sirens was one that I think I put on and then you got into with me. Other stuff. Anyways. Other stuff. Anyway. It was all struck. But it is a really tough decision because, listen, if you are excited about a show, right, and you love it very much, of course you want to share it. Of mm-hmm. course you do. It's just when you're telling someone about it, right? There are shows, Justin Griffin and I do this all the time, right? There are shows where it's just like, I promise you, if you, like, of all the people on earth, better than uh, how I know you, I know what Justin and Griffin like in a movie and TV show, right? Yes. And the number of times that one of us has said to the other one, if you can make it to episode three, or you can make it past episode four, or whatever, this is the greatest show for you that's ever been, right? And we're always right. But sometimes it's pushing them to get them, <laughs> and it's like, oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, oh, I know, but if you can just make it up, it's a thing. That happened, me and Griffin, I think, talking to Justin about our flag means death. To be like, oh, yeah. you just gotta make it up, it's a thing. If you just make it up, it's a thing. And, we and were now right. he loves it. But that is like, we would not, but that is a level of trust that is built on I wouldn't be telling you to watch the show or play this game or read this book or whatever if I didn't honestly think you'd like it. And if your friend honestly doesn't like it, then that's okay too because you, you can still love them. Next question. All right. I completely forgot to bring a gift to my cousin's baby shower. 
I know Out I have the a wheel. I know I have a whole year to get someone a wedding gift, but how does it work for a baby shower? What's your guess? What's my guess? Yeah. Three months. No. By the time the baby's walking. No. There really is no rule. Oh man, it's a trick question. It is a trick question. Ah. So I mean, like like the question asker said, usually wedding gift is a year, right? And same thing with thank you notes. But also you don't even have to make sure that you get them the gift before the baby is born. I'll tell you this right now, frankly, uh, especially if it's first baby, we did not know what we needed. Yeah, that's true. Until after the said baby was born. There's all kinds of stuff that I bought that I was like, this is going to make life easier. And I don't know why I just did a Beetlejuice impression. but <laughs> And then I did it, and I was like, actually, this is making my life Dra- don't buy an owl sock. I'm sorry, owl sock founders, if you're listening. But I bought one of those, and it is just an anxiety machine. It did. It did make things harder. Every time my child, I don't know, twitched, moved, breathed, thought about moving, the alarm would go off because the sock was too big and shifted around on her foot. Anyways, anyways, I would say what you can give said cousin is like a coupon. And listen, I don't always advocate as coupons for presents, but free babysitting. Like, I'll come, I'll watch the kid with the baby while you take a nap, while you go see a movie, while you go out to dinner, whatever, is maybe the most useful thing I think, in my opinion, you could provide for somebody. I would say, uh, to build on that, maybe if it's a very young baby, the free the coupon is for uh, free, like, service in the way of, like... Can I come over and cook you dinner? Yes. While you hold the baby. Yes. Can I, can I clean your apartment? Can I just sit with you so you have another adult to talk to while you're like feeding this baby or like hanging out, you know, whatever, so that you can also feel like a person and sure. not just a parent? Sure. Uh, yeah. So there, there are lots of op- options for this. Um, but here's, here's the thing, right? What's the thing? The thing is, in this situation, yeah, you can reach out to the family and be honest and be like, hey, listen, I'm sorry I forgot to bring you one, but is there anything you didn't get at the shower that's still on your list and you yeah. really like? What do you need? Or anything that you haven't been able to buy for yourself yet that you might need, yeah. you know, to, even after the baby is born? You know, maybe they have lots of onesies, but they want like DoorDash gift coupons or sure. whatever, right? Um, Everybody always needs diapers. I'm sure that if you check in, they'll be grateful. And you don't have to tell them about it at the party. If you forget your gift, usually what happens, right? People come in, they have their coats or whatever. Maybe they brought food, they brought a gift. And the gift goes on a table or something, right, for later. And you can swap cards. No. Say, put your uh, own name mm -mm. on someone else's present. Boom. Done. I've watched sitcoms, babe. It always works out. Just don't say anything. Oh, okay. A lot of times now, people aren't even opening gifts at the party because it's a lot of pressure to perform, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And say, oh, thank you. I love it. Even if you don't. Can Uh, you loudly announce when someone opens a present that they really love? That's from both of us. (laughs) (laughs) Is it really from both of you? No. Then yes. So is it not from both of you? Then no. (laughs) Okay. I see. I think that there are some, there's some, gray areas when you're siblings but yes justin does this to me all the time because <laughs> i've made a habit now it started when we flew with babies right and i we would buy like boxes of chocolate for flight attendants 
basically as kind of a bribe to be like, hey, if my baby cries, please, I'm sorry. Or also so that they would then come over and be like, look how well behaved this baby is. I love doing that. It's really great. So now I still do it because it makes people happy and fight as soon as God knows if you keep pay attention or having it rough out there. And now every time I'm traveling with Justin and I hand him, he just goes, that's for both of us. Ah. Uh, the worst Uh, and you know better late than never so people really appreciate presence Um, you know what I appreciate what a word from another Max Fun show if you need a laugh and you're on the go try S-T-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I hmm were you trying to put the name of the podcast there Yeah, I'm trying to spell it, but it's tricky. Let me give it a try. Okay. If you need a laugh and you're on the go, call S-T-O-P-P-P-A-D. Ah, it'll never fit. No, it will. Let me try. If you need a laugh and you're on the go, try S-T-O-P-P-P-D-C-O-O. Ah, we are so close. Stop podcasting yourself. A podcast from MaximumFun.org. If you need a laugh and you're on the go. I'm Ify Wadiway, the host of Maximum Film. I'm Alonzo Duralde, also the host of Maximum Film. And I'm Drea Clark, yet another host of Maximum Film. Every week, we host Huddle Up. Usually with an illustrious guest. And we talk about films. We have film news. We have film quizzes. We answer your film questions. It's like the maximum amount of film talk. That's why we call it Maximum Maximum Film. Maximum Film, the movie podcast that's not just a bunch of straight white guys. New episodes weekly on MaximumFun.org. Give me another question, question deliverer. Mm -hmm. Is it appropriate to make a registry for a life event that isn't a baby or a wedding? Yes. It is, actually. And this is a growing trend, okay? The idea. I'm a growing trend. (laughs) I've been eating my vegetables and drinking my milk. I'm a growing trend. We don't really drink milk, but. I drink, I I have been known to drink a milk sometimes. (laughs) A singular milk. Sometimes. Anyway, Anyway, um, the idea is that people have different milestones that aren't exclusively tied to these traditional like marriage or having kids or even buying a house, right? A lot of people don't do that anymore. Yeah. And everyone deserves presents. So, well, especially if it's a thing that someone wants to do presents for. Right. Right? Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. The thing? Let me tell you what the thing is. If you you have an itchy eye and it makes it seem like you're winking a code at me. <laughs> it's just it's so your itchy. allergies. I know. The scenes attack got you, but now it looks like you're trying to send me a message through Morse code. So <laughs> the thing about it is, is like if you're someone where it's just like, if your list of presents you would like to receive has shifted from things that I want to things that I need, mm-hmm. which I think is like a thing that happens to adults, at least most adults I know, where you're like, what do you want for your birthday? I'm like, I've got most of the stuff I want, right? And it's just like- But I could use some new socks. Right, like don't, <laughs> hey, don't buy me video games, don't buy the video games I want, or whatever, right? Then doing any kind of like, here's an actual factual list is so useful. My family over time, especially as we've like uh, added new people in through marriages and birth mm-hmm. and all that stuff, we've 
shifted from being the type of people where buying presents for each other is a test of how well you know the person to like, just tell me what you need, yeah. right? Give me a list, yeah. right? So that when I get you something, I know you haven't already bought it for yourself. I know that it's something you'll use. I know all that stuff. Yeah. Um, My 40th is coming up. Should I do it? <laughs> Should I do a registry and make it public and people can just send me presents? Right? People love doing that. Sending presents to people well, they don't know. We'll talk about this off air. Okay. Um, so here are some great registry ideas that we have for you, listeners. If you're going off to college, if yeah. you're moving to your first apartment by yourself yeah. or home, if you are uh, getting your PhD, if you just got a new pet, uh, if you are reaching a huge career milestone, uh, if you're getting divorced, odds are you might need some stuff because it probably gets divided up. You know, like there are. Well, let me throw this out. Uh, you're going on like a long trip, right? I'm going to be like traveling for like six months or like I'm going on a mission trip somewhere or or I'm taking a year off to backpack through Europe and Mm -hmm. I need stuff, right? It's a great time to get a bunch of gift cards, right? Absolutely, because people people want to help you and they don't know how. So making a registry or even like an Amazon wish list or whatever, right, gives people the great ideas of the things that you will actually use and actually want. And uh, one website we looked at even floated the idea of having a perpetual registry, which I think is a lot like an Amazon like wish list, right? Where people can just always go to like the buy you the gifts for any occasion. I love that. Is it your birthday? Is it is it Christmas? Is it uh, you know your I don't know quinceanera or whatever? One of the right? things I've you started, always have this list going, and the, it works really great for kids too because. They say, I want this, and I say, you don't need that. And they say, but I want it, and I say, I'll put it on your list. (laughs) And sometimes, we're not going to lie, that is like kind of an ephemeral list of the mind, right? Where you're like, I'll put it on the list. And then we take no further action. I do. I do. Yeah. I do put it on their list. 90% of the time. That is absolutely true. But there are times where we're walking through a store, and a child's like, I would like that 10-gallon bucket of slime, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right, and you're like, yeah, I'll put it on the list. Dottie has this and idea. Just keep walking. That she needs a slime collection. She has convinced herself that Charlie McElroy <laughs> has a thousand slimes. That is her like reference point. Where she's like, Charlie has a slime collection with a thousand slimes, <laughs> and I only have like five or whatever. I'm like, you only play with one at a time. How many do you have? Two hands. At most, you need two slimes. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, here is um, here is something. Can I tell you my favorite thing to oh, ask for oh, from sure. you? Okay, I like to ask for permission to buy things I want to buy for myself. <laughs> right? I reason I looked at Teresa yesterday. And I was like, "Hey, for my fortieth, I want to buy myself a machete. <laughs> <laughs> I want a kukri machete. They're really cool, and I've been doing a lot more yard work recently, cutting down le- weeds and stuff. And I'm like, I want to feel like I'm hacking my way through the jungle. If I could please have a machete, and you don't even have to buy it for me." Just give me permission to buy it for myself. <laughs> That's another thing we'll talk about off air. Okay. Because you want to say yes so badly. Um, here, here is. Moving on. Okay. Got here's it. Here's something you may have thought about. What if your great aunt Mildred or your mother-in-law, your cousin or whatever, doesn't like the idea of you having a registry for things that aren't baby or wedding? Ask for money? No. Oh. Forget it. Just forget oh. it. They don't have to look at it. If they don't want to see it, that's fine. You didn't like send out cards asking for presents. People who want to give you things can go to this place to look at the things that you want. Um, I think that that is okay. 
and you're okay. Now, I will say this too, addendum to that, if there are people in your life who are like, but I want to get you stuff, I don't want a list, Okay, right? then don't go on no, the list. No, but here's the addendum. Put vague, like, okay, well, I've just gotten into like, I don't know, I've gotten into home brewing, right? So stuff associated with that, I already have this and this and this, so go for it, right? To give them almost like idea starters, right? Or like, okay. I've been doing a lot of gardening recently. So mm -hmm. let that, right, inform your decisions. Right, so that way they're still kind of in the right ballpark mm -hmm. without it being like, why would you think I'd be into beekeeping? I'm allergic to bees or whatever, right? <laughs> List off all your allergies. <laughs> don't give me, don't get me a peanut butter making kit. You know, <laughs> I'm allergic to butter. It is very um, easy to make peanut butter. Did you know that? Please don't say that in front of our children because anytime they've had a peanut, they're like, smush, peanut butter. I'm like, guys. <laughs> That's not quite it. That's just peanut dust. Um, now, here's the thing I wanted to talk about. This is a yes. question I had that many might have because I saw it going around uh, TikTok, by which I mean I saw one video and one response video. So that's a circle. <laughs> that's a circle. Um, that's around. That's around. And it's about stacking plates. Mm -hmm. When you're eating at a restaurant and you're done eating, should you stack plates for the server to collect? Right? Now, I have in the past... I've worked in two restaurants. Neither one was, uh, I would say, like high volume, right? I was working at a restaurant that was like a breakfast restaurant in a hotel. And I worked at like a coffee shop restaurant uh, here in Cincinnati. And so when I saw this, my first thing was like, yeah, stack the plates. Makes it easier to care. Why wouldn't you do that? And I stack the plates, right? Because I want it be, to be easier for the person to pick up. And I always feel weird being like, now you clean up in front of me. Like I'm some kind of dainty king. And I'm a dainty king in other ways, <laughs> not in that way. So we looked it up. Yes. So um, there are certain polls on the internet that say that servers are pretty split on this. But overwhelmingly, the articles point out that... You should not, because there are several reasons. Yes. Reason number one, if I met, which Go I ahead. really did not think about, is that it sends a signal when you stack your plates of, I had to do this myself. I've been waiting for somebody to collect these plates, mm -hmm. and service is slow. Like, they should have come and collected these, and now I'm in. Right? It makes them... And, and whether or not that's the case is, right. is something different, but it's it shows the server that there was a need that was not filled, yes. right? So they may feel like you are trying to tell them something, that they're doing a bad job, and it, it doesn't it doesn't matter if you are or not, right? This is the perception that they're getting. Um, I, I should also, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I've never interrupted you before, so <laughs> sorry to do it for the first time. But I do want to throw the caveat here where if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm a server, and I love it when people stack plates. I, I As with all things on Schmanners, we are not saying that if you stack plates 100% of the time, it's considered rude. What we are saying is, if you are like, oh, what's the majority of, if I wanted to be on the safe side of this, where what should I do? I don't know what to do, what should I do? I this think, is the majority kind yeah. of feeling right now. And I always think that there are little caveats, right? If you have a small table and you're running out of room, right, and you need to stack the plates in order to continue eating, I think that's fine. Right. Um, also, if there's no uh, one of the things that was brought up a lot in the articles is the idea of the silverware getting in the way. Mm -hmm. Right. Stacking the silverware, having to touch uh, the servers, having to touch 
parts of the silverware that they don't necessarily want to, maybe the part that's been in your mouth or whatever, right? Um, so if you stack a plate, like you stack your bread plate, maybe mm-hmm. that doesn't have any silverware associated with it or your appetizer plate that doesn't have any silverware associated, I think that is fine. It's just fine because there's nothing to like get in the way. You also have to consider if there's food left on your plate. Yeah. Because stacking a plate that still has food on it not only makes the bottom of the plate uh, that's on top of it yucky, but it also makes it more difficult to carry, mm, right? Might be slippery. Might be slippery. So you you would never want to like scrape food from one plate to the other at your table. That's, that is not considered uh, good manners. Um, so if there is food left on the plate, definitely no stacking, right? Yeah. And, you know, we we go out to dinner quite often. We are very uh, fortunate to have a, a long-term sitter who helps us well, out. And we travel a lot. And we travel work. a lot. And so I think that we always are thinking about what does the server want. And the fact of the matter is they are trained to pick up plates in a certain way, to stack plates in a certain way, and sometimes... You know, you're well-intentioned, but it might be more trouble than than it's worth to do I, that. I also saw a thing that I also didn't think about that a uh, server was talking about that they've run into situations where people have stacked plates and they've gone to collect them. And then the person's like, oh, I'm not done eating that. And they just like stack plates to have more room, I guess, or whatever. But we're still eating off the plate. Anyways, oh, don't do it. Don't do that. If you feel like, oh, I want to do something to help the server, tip. Really well, <laughs> right? We still, uh, for better or for worse, live in uh, here in the United States, like ninety eight point nine percent tipping culture. So if you're like, oh my god, there's so many plates here, I feel so bad. This person had carry so much. Increase the size of the tip. That's the best way to show appreciation to your server. Uh, say thank you. Be kind. Be patient. And tip very well. Um, I want to tell you about some things coming up. First of all. First of all, Travis, let me interrupt myself. Okay. It's the first time I've ever done that. <laughs> I usually don't interrupt. I want to say thank you to Alex, our researcher, without whom we would not be able to make this show. I want to say thank you to Rachel, our editor, without whom we would not be able to make this show. And we want to say thank you to you for listening and sending in questions. We couldn't make the show without you either. Now, I've had an idea. Speaking of sending in questions, tell me what you think about this. Mm-hmm. Since that idea came from TikTok, if you find a TikTok about etiquette, that you would like us to comment on, right? Whether we stitch it on on TikTok or we talk about it in the show, you can email a link to that TikTok to our uh, to our schmannerscast at gmail.com account, and maybe we'll talk about it on TikTok and say thank you. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. Um, also, want to let you know, coming up, we got some 20 Sun and Sea Surf the Vime shows. Uh, my Brother, My Brother and Me is going to be in Philadelphia on October 11th. Uh, Adventure Zone is doing a Hoot Nanny show, which is our country band uh, singing adventure show. What a great <laughs> way to say that. Uh, that's going to be October 12th at New York Comic Con and October 13th at New York Comic Con. We're doing My Brother, My Brother and Me with Sawbones opening. Uh, New York Comic Con, by the way, is no longer requiring a badge to attend these shows. If you do have a badge and a ticket to either show, you'll receive a free show poster as well as the option for priority seating at the event. Uh, there is a badge-free uh, like tickets available to watch a video on demand of the show online. Get all that information 
info and more at bit.ly slash tours. Also, if you go to macroid.family and click on events at the top, if you're listening to this either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, uh, I am at Rose City Comic Con this weekend in Portland. You can come see me. What else, Teresa? We always thank Brent, Brentlefloss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Also, thank you to Bruja Betty Pennant Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, go ahead and join that group today. And to reiterate, please continue to send us your topic suggestions and your questions and your TikToks sure. now. Uh, Schmannerscast at gmail.com and make sure you say hi to Alex because she reads everyone. And that's going to do it for us, so join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.